Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to the I'll Try That podcast. Today's pursuit of hoppiness sees us battling with a British amber beer by the name of Bombardier. However, first, with the small matter of a hop topic to tackle. And Simo, you're going to hit us with some knowledge about beer and man's best friend, right? Beer and dogs. Hit me. Yes. Yeah. So, named Nectar of the Dogs. See what I'm doing now? Nice, nice. Um, Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, I did take it from the website, so... (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely not all. It was was the way you read it. You read it superbly, I must say. Oh, yeah, thank you, thank you. So, what I find massively intriguing is... um, Essentially, this has come from Bush uh, Brewery, which is from Anheuser-Busch. So, it's the VP of Anheuser-Busch. Daniel Blake has came out with this statement. Um, He has brought a beer for your dog... Um, so it, it is, it is, it hasn't got any hops or alcohol in it, what a okay. shame, but it had, uh, but it is made from a bone broth, which sounds fantastic. Oh yeah. And it allows you to crack a beer with your furry friend. Um, and it has pork. Okay. So I love the fact that the first thing, oh my God. Are you okay? So the first, I hope this is so good. <laughs> No, I've just realised that I've, I'm just going to have to read this out. So it has pork butt. <laughs> I'm such a child. Just the so one, pork just the butt, butt, corn, celery, basil, mint, turmeric, ginger, and water. And they said, "You ca- humans can sip the beer, <laughs> but you may find it pretty bland." The website urges. I love the urges. It's like it's like just don't. They're basically saying, "I know you want to." But just don't try the dog beer. That's that's a polite um, way of saying get away from it if you're a, if you're a, a human being. It, but but not bland. Surely there's some quite it's got quite interesting flavours in there. It was a, it sounded a little bit spicy at one point. Yeah, and the, and I love the fact that they also go, oh, it's in it's in the pop top can, and it can be it can be e- either used as a refreshing treat or to soften harder food. So they're saying, obviously, you can pour it for like oh, dogs yeah. with bad teeth. Yeah, um, if you've got dry kibble, maybe a bit, a bit of uh, in, in there. So the pop top can is—is is that something that's so easy that the dog can open it themselves? If they yeah, can get into I, the fridge. Yeah, and that must be it. They've come home from a long walk up up the woods, you know, chasing yes, chasing yeah. pheasants all day. Go, oh, mm. I could just do with a, I could just do with a hearty bone broth. It just, I love the fact that they also because. I love the fact that they've, they've realised that loads of people are probably going to buy this thinking, right, don't need to give them dog food. Because they've also said, we do stress that this is not a meal replacement. <laughs> <laughs> and that you should not. And I love this as well. I love how many bases they have to cover being such a big company because they don't want to get sued, plainly. Is um, you should not actually give your dogs beer. <laughs> <laughs> that Yeah. The thing is, the human race can only move as fast as the slowest participants, can't it? So, so if anyone was not not aware, and I'm sorry if I've offended anyone who listens to this, please don't give your dog beer. And if you were thinking about doing it, why were you thinking of doing that? Um, don't do it. And, and it, but and, it's honest, amazing. Yeah, there's a safety net here that actually, if you were thinking about doing that, there is a specific product. Please don't give them alcoholic beer. Yeah. And um, what I, but I do love this is there. This is so sellable. Yeah, 
Definitely. Like, oh, you crack a beer and you're like, do you know what? I want to give the dog a beer. And I can actually now give him a beer that is safe for him to have. It's not going to mess him up or make him fall over or whatever they do. When they, I, As you can tell, I'm not, I'm yeah. not a very, I've never gone around giving dogs beer. So yeah. um, are you, are you, would you describe yourself as a dog man though? Um, so I've, Okay, so I wow, I didn't, I didn't realize it was such a heavy question for you. Sorry, this is a very heavy question because it's 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 a big debate in my mind because from zero to eighteen, I had cats in my life that lived until eighteen. Colin and Rose, big Great fat names. cat Colin. Colin is literally the most the best cat. I said he had undeveloped muscle. Others may differ. Um, <laughs> With you, okay. Rose. Rose was beautiful, um, and I love cats. I absolutely love them. Um, but my parents have recently got a dog and she is absolutely mental. She's amazing. Called Jazz. Um, nice. And, what breed? And I, um, she's a, she's a Kelpie cross Doberman maybe. Right. So okay. Yeah. Very energetic. Yeah. And then I've also now in Australia, uh, with a little tiny dog called Milko. Nice. Who has, who has, he's a Maltese. Yeah. Um, but the problem, so I'm not sure if you know about uh, dogs that well, Barbara. I'm sorry if you do, but they ha- he has white shaker coat syndrome, which is really common, supposedly, with dogs that have white fur, and he shakes. Like, <laughs> oh right, I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, as much as I'm familiar as I am with dogs, so and he is hilarious. He is very old, and he is just the funniest little thing in the world. And he's half blind, half deaf, and he's just hilarious. He fills your time. And so I think I'm becoming a dog. Man. A dog. Yeah. yeah. So what about you, Barbs? I'm d- yeah, definitely. I, to be honest, actually, just of late, I'm, I'm almost maybe moving the other way. I'd love to have a cat. But um, uh, in fact, my family, when I was, I must have been probably between the ages of, of, of zero and five. It was a cat that we had, uh, the, the Barber family had. We used to have hard as nails tabby called Worthington. <laughs> oh, what a name. <laughs> he lost an yeah. eye and a... F- he lost an eye in a fight, but he was also like the um, I, the sort. Of, there's there's pictures of me as like a three, four year old toddler. He's sat. My dad's got his feet up on a coffee table, and Worthington is having a kip on his on his like the the leg bridge. And there's, there's a little picture of me poking him on the nose and then rubbing my face in his face. Uh, and despite being like gruff, old, hard as nails cat, he was also then very good with, with children as well. Um, but, but, but equally, uh, since then, um, my family, we, we used to have a couple of, uh, Springer Spaniels. I haven't got a dog in my life these days. Um, but we used to have a couple of Springer Spaniels who equally used to bounce off the walls. Uh, Holly and Fred Fred. Uh, one named after Christmas, the other one uh, for a, a cricketing legend <laughs> in, in England. Okay, fair. fair so um, yeah, uh, I I would be buying. Um, I'd probably consider getting getting doggy beer. But um, the thing is, I know it's a dreadful source for any kind of information. But I did see some, <laughs> in terms of dog treats out there. I did see something recently. Also, someone put it on Twitter. That's what I'm saying when I when I say dreadful source. Apparently, you can buy cow hooves. <laughs> But about, there's a story going about at the moment about someone who thought who bought what they thought was a sensible quantity of it was basically there was a bit of a price on weight and I mean I right. I wouldn't judge anyone for not knowing how much a cow hoof hoof <laughs> weighs but they went okay well I th- maybe it was like three or four quid or something like that they thought oh well yeah you know that's maybe a sensible amount of cow hooves to buy for my dog uh, ordered it got it delivered fifty cow hooves. <laughs> 
turned oh up at this God. person's front door. <laughs> what on earth is going to do with 50 cow hooves? I mean, it doesn't surprise me that you can buy it because if you go to an actual butcher's, you can get every part of a beast. Yeah. Like, you can get every part. Um, sorry for vegetarians out there, but you can, you can just go to a butcher's and you can get everything, right? Um, so it doesn't surprise me, but I mean, yeah. buying online, that's the risk. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in 2021, anything's possible. Yeah, exactly. And also, uh, it, this is going to sound really weird, but you telling me about a cat with one eye, I'm just thinking of a scar and watch it down with that rabbit. Oh no no! This is this is a far more pleasant, far far more pleasant beast yeah. than 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 that. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't remember the name, but um, I, do you know what? How that is what that is back in the pack. Watership down. Yeah. Anyway, um, you're yeah. talking nineties. Uh, uh, Although I told someone not too long ago about about Worthington, and they went, "Oh, that's original." And I went, "No, that's Worthers rather than Worthington." But Worthingtons is is a beer. Maybe that's one for an what? for an, uh, for a future episode. Actually. Worthington's is a hell of a beer. But anyway, right. So, what are we talking about? We are supposed to be talking about Let's Bombardier move on. or Bombardier. Bom- 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 on. Yeah, the French version would be Bombardier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Zutalor. So, yeah, so obviously we're going to swiftly swing in uh, the pursuit of hoppiness uh, where we're going to talk about uh, Bombardier. Bombardier. Now, um, it's recent advertising is the british amber beer and they're really kind of pushing that at the moment now just start with in 2006 wells and youngsbury was founded and in 2011 it became charles wellsbury now this is all whilst bombardier was brewed so bombardier's been around for a decent amount of time so it's kind of well established and um what I find really interesting is it became Eagles Brewery when it got bought by the beer giant that is Marston's. Okay, and Marston's bought it. Uh, this is Charles Wells Brewery or the what is now Eagle Brewery um, for fifty-five million pounds, and Marston's actually changed the name to Eagle Brewery. So that's how it changed its name. And this uh, is uh, so. This is in Bedford. Isn't it? So yes. it's uh, yes, it yeah. Um, <laughs> always puts me in the mind of <laughs> late in the evening saying I'm I'm up the wooden hill to Bedfordshire. <laughs> Sorry, really tenuous link. I know. All right, no, you go for it. So what I find really interesting is um, Marson's changed the way people look at it. So Bombardier for me was always linked with England. Um, Bombardier for me was always always had the English symbol on it. And it was kind of really prominent on the bottle and it always had English beer. So my remembrance of Bombardier um, is, and it was actually advertised as the English beer and it had St. George's flag on it. Um, However, due to the takeover, uh, it now is the British beer. Um, And I think... So from what I've read, I actually read a few articles about this. Um, a lot of landlords were getting a bit annoyed about it because they felt, oh, why are we changing it? Because w- is it bad to be English sort of thing? And I think sometimes there is a bad connotation with the St. George's flag. Um, but it's interesting how I think actually British beer kind of suits Bombardier because of the alliteration. Well, it's a small point, but yeah, definitely valid. Um 
But um, it, I suppose this is just a way of being more inclusive, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, Let more people share in the identity. Yeah, exactly. And I think we should talk about the word bombardier. All right. So uh, this is a massive put you in your place, Barbara. Um, but do you know what bombardier? What a bombardier is? So I, it's 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 army related. I can tell yes. you that much. Congratulations. So like, so I think. I think someone maybe told me about this also, that there's a difference also between, because there's a lot of ways in which different countries' descriptions of their military roles change. Mm. So so actually, Bombardier might not be the same in, say, French, <laughs> if it was Bombardier. <laughs> um, but it's not basically, it doesn't necessarily mean someone actually involved in bombing. No, it is a rank, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so traditionally... It was a rank of a non-commissioned officer in artillery regiments. So, um, okay, yeah. yeah. So, so if you're thinking, cause... so you're probably thinking of like what 17th, 18th century cannon, cannonade, Napoleonic wars, yeah, yeah, sort of thing. And then, however, if you look more modern, um, like potentially, if you look at, in, for instance, in the U.S. Air Force, it is somebody who releases the bombs. It's part of a bomber crew. Um, but for English sense you're thinking especially with this beer you're thinking napoleonic war you're thinking sir richard sharp you know oh yes bernard cornwall's <laughs> writings I, I love it i just saluted if any if anyone helps <laughs> just I literally ought. instantly he didn't it was <laughs> it was literally I just like oh i have to salute richard sharp what a lord of rubbish <laughs> I, do you know what how do we ex- how do we explain Sharp? Uh, no, what's, what's Richard? No, hang on. Who's the guy who did Richard? Sean Bean. Right? Sean Bean. Sean Bean, Bean. Before he was famous for dying and everything, did something <laughs> called where he didn't die. Where he didn't he die. Actually, lived a legend all the way. It. And he basically made Rich. Yeah, so, uh, just to put it in perspective, this is a book based off Napoleonic Wars, um, um, but by a guy called Bernard Cornwall, and they are one of the best books that I've read in my lifetime. I've got every single audio book, and I absolutely love them. Fair play, uh, yeah, Bernard Cornwall. Uh, again, sorry, big tangent, but have you done the Last Kingdom? Go and do the Last Kingdom as well. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So, oh. as in, so basically, anyway. he's, this guy is very famous for doing historical stuff around Britain. So, if you are interested mm-hmm. in Viking, medieval, uh, and Napoleonic history. And he also does a uh, sea warfare as well. If you're interested in that sort of stuff, Bernard Cornwall is your man. Um, and this links really well to Bombardier because Bombardier is directly linked, especially with their adverts um, in the early uh, 2000s, um, 2010s, uh, with linking it to that time frame of the Napoleonic War. And they had someone who was recently passed in 2014, I think he passed away, Um of a man called, oh God, is it Rick Mail? Yes, Rick Mail. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're talking about the adverts. Yeah, yeah. Rick Mail, who I, I like. You were you were kind of almost introducing that in there as if you didn't know him, kind of for for the listenership. But uh, is I think it's fair to say hero of yours and mine, Simo. Yes, yes, completely. Yeah. Uh, oh, just uh, that Rick Mail's passing hit me hard because absolute titan of british comedy and and um, do beg your pardon listeners some of it is should we say a little bit old-fashioned comedy yes, so, like, some of the themes yeah. that yeah probably fair fair to say there's there's some old themes running on there but um but classic uh, like very like his like so what what was he what was he the two things that i know him for anyway 
is mm-hmm. Bottom, which is a yeah. BBC like tea, and you can actually see it on YouTube if you ever if you want to have a look. Uh, so bo- Bottom at the same time was was really the kind of the the following iteration of the the really well I thought really famous for a preceding generation was the Young Ones. There's a it was a, a sitcom called the Young Ones, which I think shot Rick Rick Mail to fame, wasn't wasn't there? But the thing that I really liked him in as well, which is something I think a lot of people have heard of, even if they have never watched it, is Blackadder stuff. Um, yeah. And I think he's brilliant in those. So yeah, and actually, it, weirdly, I mean, of all they they what have four series of of Black maybe about twenty four episodes. He only really appeared two or three times, but yeah. he was a, as this simply magnificent character, who then, to, to my mind, and and people could disagree with me on this, uh, that that's fine. But to my mind, he the 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 character Lord Flashheart, who equally I can't remember the name of the author. But there was similar books. Uh, well, there was another a book about um, a, a series of books called Flashman, who I believe Flashheart, Lord Flashheart was based on. But Lord Flashheart is this character who was played by Rick Mayall in the um, uh, Blackadder uh, sitcoms. Uh, written by George MacDonald Fraser. That's it. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so there was a character called Flashman who was in who was in a series of books, historical warfare books, particularly involving British military history. And then in the Blackadder series of, of sitcoms, which were seventies, I believe, Simo, um, I, I just just nod. <laughs> but uh, Lord Flashheart was this swashbuckling, flamboyant, uh, womanizing uh, uh, hero character. And I think, uh, if it's not too much of a stretch, and, and maybe there's a, a little bit of a copyright infringement being in, inferred here, but I believe was the basis of the character for which Bombardier then had a series of adverts, which must have been in the the the, the early twenty teens or maybe yeah. the late late noughties. Yeah. So, like, um, I would kind of have to agree with you because it is he is a very rambunctious character, and he's selling this idea of Bombardier being about kind of almost hilarity and being very English and very boisterous and there's a little bit of womanizing in it but there's also kind of this like modern day so he kind of takes the mick out of it as he would because he's a comedian so it's kind of you have to see them and like they are funny um they are very British so I'm like you have to take everything with a pinch of salt when it's British I guess um but (laughs) I slathered with so slathered with a with a fair amount of sarcasm in in yes. many ways, isn't it? Because yeah. some of it is is quite self deprecating. Um, yes. Uh, well worth well worth going down a YouTube rabbit hole to have a look at the uh, yeah. the the Bombardier a- a- adverts. Um, Completely. But it was a a, a a brash, full of bravado. Well, I guess maybe the idea was he was a a, a bombardier, but he was almost a ranking officer in the Napoleonic Wars, uh, yeah. and. Um, and often they would do adverts coming out in support of certain British traditions, such as, I think one was Wimbledon. So there was a tennis-related one, which basically involved Rick Mail in full military dress um, <laughs> with a with an old-timey tennis racket, um, basically volleying uh, actual <laughs> cannonballs and, and sort yes, of bombs. Yeah. The, the, the old-style black bombs with, a, with an actual rope fuse <laughs> yes. coming out of it. And just, just batting them back at what presumably were, were, were French invading forces. Yes. Yeah, and then also, like, there's one that is like, oh, as you know, the modern woman 
requires men to do more than this. And he talks about how you should cook food. And there's one where he literally, all he does, he goes, right, pig, come here. And he goes off scene and you just hear the squealing of a pig. And he comes back with like, and he comes back with the perfect piece, like of ribs, of pork ribs. And he puts it on a barrel that starts to sizzle as if it's like cooking it. And then all he does is pour a bombardier on it. So it's just, yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And it's just brilliant fun. Um, yeah, but, I mean, ultimately, it's, it's a lampoon, isn't it? It's very, yes. and it's it's an exaggeration of old school British uh, values of what a mm. a, 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 a a male uh, hero yeah. would be. So it's basically, uh, what the I British think, do well is take the piss out of their own past. I I, yeah, it's self it's self deprecating humour rather than yes. um, honestly taking any of these these ideas seriously. Yeah, but, exactly. um, it, but anyway, it will give so, you a bit of a giggle. So, um, interestingly, I thought um, with the kind of military theme, um, I'll talk about their slogan. So, the slogan that they Mm. currently have on their website is, March to your own drum. We've always gone our own way, forged our own path, made our own fate, marched to our own drum. Now, this actually, and I know you know more about this, Barbs, but this actually has a lot, even though it has links to this kind of military theme, it's kind of linked to the inspiration of how um, Bombardier started and how it named itself. Because this is something that I didn't know until um, Barb's kind of mentioned it to me. And it's such an interesting kind of inspiration because it's something that you don't, I, I don't know. It's so unique, I think, personally, for a beer. Yeah. Especially for so a beer that is in the Marston's brand of all these beers. Yeah, it's kind of funny because, well, there's, there's a couple of things to say there that, um, well, first of all, what we were just talking about with the, the character played by Rick Mail is this very exaggerated. However, there was a particular man who, you know, supposedly was the... Um, the 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 inspiration for for bombardier and um in many ways you think that, that we we made those jokes about uh what well, we alluded to the jokes about uh this sort of exaggerated form of of a of a male role model but um this was a real guy and also what was funny is is I don't know if this was intentional or not. I'm sure that uh, Bombardier and the Eagle Brewery will tell you that it was. But when we say marching to the beat of your own drum the the inspiration uh, a chap called um a chap called William Thomas Wells known as Bombardier Billy Wells um was <laughs> sorry getting this out is, is, is one of the J Arthur rank gong men nice um you may remember from the films this is old school films, isn't it? This is yeah, like old old school films. You know when you're doing going through the credits at the start, and it's you get the little bit of information about the 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 uh, the producers or the or the or the director and, and the the um, the company that's invested. You know, when you get your MGM, um, Metro Goldwyn Mayer, all, all that sort of stuff. But basically, in the old days, there was there's J Arthur Rang, and they have. I'm sure the listeners will remember this, but the Gong Men, and it was a, a basically a huge muscular chap in what was basically a loin cloth tighty white <laughs> striking striking a gong I've got a set of those uh, striking the gong to make the big gong noise <laughs> and Bombardier Billy Wells was one of the originals nice um, he also uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about him he was um, he was part of the Royal Ar- a gunner in the Royal Artillery back in 1906 
So wow. slightly before uh, the the Great War. So I think he was. Uh, I'm, I'm, must recheck my notes, but he was out in in, in Pakistan, uh, and also he was a British and British Empire champion boxer. Nice. Um, but between uh, well, in in the the nineteen teens, basically. Um, so there is a little bit of um, uh, material out there on him. Um, although uh, I think also that the other thing that they would say in the background, uh, Eagle Brewery and, and, and Bombardier themselves, is um, it's also that marching to the to um, your own, the beat of your own drum is about not following fads and fashion. Uh, and I suppose actually that that is quite poignant with the type of beer that we're drinking at the moment and um, and what's out there because maybe that's a good point for us to to start talking some about what the liquids like as, yeah, as they I mean, say. I mean, I'm actually very surprised. Um, so it's British ale, right? Mm-hmm. But it's 5.2. percent It's like it's pretty hefty. Um, yeah. And I was kind of a bit like I didn't expect it to be that strong. I, I genuinely didn't expect it. Now, I. It's happened again, you know, Timo. What's that? Five five point two? Did you say? Yes, mate. Can you see my label? Four point seven. Oh well, there you go. Well, you are clearly made of sterner <laughs> stuff than me. No, I think it's. I think this is generally just you know Australians get away with more. No, I'm joking. It's. I, I mean, <laughs> it's. I think. I generally think that this is an ongoing trend. I think British beer is just getting tanked a little bit because of the maybe the. I mean, Australia had a big thing where they heavily taxed everything, so beer is actually more expensive here, yeah. generally speaking, because they wanted to take away from the culture of. Mm. Um, because obviously Australia was synonymous with boozing, essentially, um, at one point. And I think they wanted to take away from that, and I think that's valid. And by doing that, by by making it more expensive, you'd kind of limit that. And I think the UK, mm. it seems like that's happening quite a lot. Um, but mine's 5.2, yours is 4.7. What an interesting mm-hmm. thing. But I mean, one thing I would have to say is the colour is dark. It's like a kind of, it is amber. It is a dark mm-hmm. amber. It kind of reminds me. It's a bit lighter than a hobgoblin. Yeah, so I quite like. I quite like that. That there's a label of. I, I find myself just describing what I would what I'd normally call as just an ale. Um, I, the more I think about it, the more I see that they're actually sort of um, described on on their own uh, bottles and labels as as as, as amber beer. Yeah. Um, which again, by maybe a a more universal definition, is is now an amber beer. What I would call an an, an old ale. I think that's just a. It sounds stupid, but I think by putting amber beer, you kind of advertise to more people because beer is just more yeah. generic, isn't it? Um, what do you, what do you think of the logo? Uh, lovely, bold as I suppose it should be. Um, a big letter B. I've got uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the slang. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not very good slang mad props for anyone who uh it's very rare i think for beer labels to actually put hops on the um on the label yeah. so that and the b has got wings yeah. wings mm-hmm. make sense yeah uh, if it's going to subscribe to that um sort of the, the preconceptions of of a bomber something going to be up in the up in the air mm-hmm. um but it's got hops sticking out to one side so uh, i guess I you know what's in the bottle they've... Like the old logo used to have the the St George's flag, and I it's think still very red, white, and blue, isn't it? But yes, it is. But I still think that they're going. Maybe they're veering towards America a little bit, um, because it's not. It's a bit more modern looking in terms of the way the ad. Like the the logo doesn't. 
for instance, I don't know if that logo makes me think 1700s and Napoleonic War kind of feel. Um, That's true, but as we touched on earlier, they've actually, um, in comparison to a lot of beers, particularly the ones we've done recently that have been around hundreds of years, yeah. these guys haven't, have they? So no. um, is, is it maybe uh, heritage by design and heritage, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> heritage so, as agreed by oh, yeah, committee? I mean, I'm not sure if yours is the same, and I love the fact that mine has it. <laughs> But the cap is just a GB flag, which is fantastic. The Union um, Jack, oh, I like that. Yeah, minor different, minor difference, I'm sure. But mine is not the Union Jack. It uh, is the the Bombardier B. Do you know what that is? I reckon they're trying to sell it as oh, Aussies have a British beer. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. Like you've had something luxuriously imported from from a yeah. very long way away. Yeah, um, but flavor Bre- brewed in bedford sold sold by the uh, uh by the company in, in milan if the labels yeah. uh, to, to be believed mine's italy as well so what do you think of the flavor so again i'm going to do the classic barber i'm going to read to you well actually should, well maybe let me chuck out well i'm sure i'm not going to be able to uh and, and if i was able to to give you exactly that then then maybe there's a job opportunity for me in, in biz but for me this is uh, in comparison to something you and I recently tried, which which described itself as nutty, for me this is nutty. Um, this is well, ultimately because that that dark. I always associate that darker darker color with a malty beer. I'm sure it's going to say that it's that it's got a hoppy finish <laughs> in there as well. But this is a a malty, uh, malty, brave, full bodied, uh, and it's probably going to uh, then also say because of the color that it's got a toffee note as well. I would think, but. Um, you tell me what it's what I'm meant to be thinking, <laughs> and I'll confirm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, Barb's fair props. What is it? Mad fair props. Prop. What's the what mad props say, or whatever fair you dues. say? Yo, mad props, bro. Um, basically, a fruity aroma. Yeah. And rich malty taste. Oh yeah. Provides a crisp, mouth-watering beer. Now, I like that so, because. I like for me this is I think if you wanted to try a, a very simple British ale I think this is what like this is a safe starter like yeah. I don't think it's particularly u- unique um, but it's got a decent fizz to it I think like weirdly in your mouth um, and I think it is easy to consume I think it's something that i don't think is a issue if you, if you had a couple of these it's not hard i think some ales can be quite heavy and like you don't want too many but i think this is a very nice subtle and i think you are right the you feel the malts completely uh, it's very malty um and i i, I thing is though, i think we're both biased because we're both from the uk but uh <laughs> And we yeah. and we both absolutely adore Rick Mail, so therefore anything that he peddled was just going to be perfect. Um, I'm, I'm but it, but I would say good... if you if you want to try something that is a kind of a gateway to British beer, I think this is an easy one to have because it's not it's not too strong flavored in any aspect. I find it's I don't I don't think it's overselling itself when it is it describes itself as a, as a British ale. I find it as as more. These aren't real words. This, this is more archetypal of a what I think a British ale is like, rather than uh, in comparison, for instance, to uh, I think we we've recently tasted Tetley's. The one thing I do want to kind of mention on actually is, even though it's not very old, 
this has been brewed in the same place since the um, since it's like since it's an inception yeah, in Bedford and interestingly the claims that it is British weirdly to me like I don't I need to find out about this Milano Italy thing because it claims to be no because because on the website they do talk about the fact that the ingredients are 100% British so well, so I figured it was I figured it was brewed in in Bedford still, but the the Carlsberg Marston's Brewing Co have got their head office in in Milan. Is is that maybe or that's where they distribute it? But it says on their website yeah. like the whole point of this is that it was English, right? So originally, before it became the British Amber Beer, it was the English beer. So it was famously proudly English, and it was like all the adverts were like stupendously Brit English, right? And it was all about the fact that all the ingredients that were cre- that created this beer were from England. So, if you push that, like you can't call yourself British if you don't use British ingredients, and that's what it says on the tin. It says it uses a hundred percent British ingredients. So, as long as you keep that going, then I say fair play to say you're British. I mean, I, I understand that technically if they are english still why have you changed it to english but i think it's more sellable as british i think the british flag the british flag is more sellable than the english flag so easily more recognizable but um ultimately modern beer uh with pretty good give it taste a go. give and, it and a fairly, go. fairly fairly prevalent so um i mean to that end <laughs> I'm sure they had an advert where it was drink of England. It was their, their no, thing. Was, was, was their catchphrase. Drink of England. Either way. I want to find this now. These days, these days, in their Twitter dalliances, they've got 16,700 followers. In Instagram, do we think higher or lower, Simo? Higher or so lower? So what was the first one, sorry? 16,700 on Twitter. What do you think for, for Instagram? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go lower because because Twitter's high. Well, so you were right to do that because their Instagram following, uh, according to latest reporting, six hundred and six. So far, so, so, so basically, I was on bang on, just like Rick Mayo. You were bang on, bang on. Was, was that that was their old that phrase, was, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, we should have done more of the voice. Right, well done. Thanks, everyone. Catch you next time. Bombardier. And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now.